0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. If you run in certain Christian circles, you may have heard statements directed against legalism legalism is supposed to be bad this concern for what is called legalism has its foundations in paul's epistle to the galatians legalism is really the addition of our own external deeds and works to the gospel what does that mean It is to believe that you're saved, not simply by trusting in the work of Christ, but also doing certain works of religion, whether they are Christian additions, such as what are called the sacraments, or Jewish additions, such as circumcision and following the religious calendar. So this would then amount to a teaching that one is saved not, only by trusting christ but you believe in christ and also say uh, keep the sacraments Uh, in order to be saved you should also be baptized in order to be saved you should also observe or participate in the lord's supper in order to be saved you should also do this or that this is denied by scripture one is saved by faith alone by the work of christ alone by God's free gift alone. This salvation should produce a change in us of a changed life. The works connected with genuine religion are of authentic transformation from within through the operation of God's spirit in our being. Any reliance on external righteousness corrupts the gospel. Now, it is Not to say that those who have truly come to God will have acquired disciplines and practices of prayer, church attendance, helping people, charity, all of these things. These are all manifestations of a true life and relationship with God. Those are not requirements of religion, religious additions, that must be observed to maintain our status with God. Christ brings us into a right status with God. He makes us children of God, and this status is already guaranteed to those who have trusted him, and the guarantee is shown by the gift of God's Spirit, whom he gives to all who come to him. So in arguing this point, demonstrating it, the Apostle Paul has taken several attacks, He began with his own personal experience, how his background was in Judaism, and it was by the supernatural work of God that he came To know Christ, how the risen Christ himself appeared to him. Then he moves on to speak from Scripture, how Abraham was justified by faith, and what is the role and relevance of the law. Then he moves on to speak about the Galatians' own experience and his past interaction with them. And now he wants to present them an interesting analogy He says to them, in Galatians chapter 4, starting in verse 21, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? The the apostle will now go to a portion of the Old Testament, to the book of Genesis. The five books at the beginning of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, traditionally were ascribed to Moses. And all of that is called the law. In fact, all of the Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi can be altogether described as the law. It is just a label for what was given in the Old Testament period. But particularly all of the Pentateuch would have been considered the Torah or the law. And he goes to a little episode in the life of the patriarch Abraham, and he draws lessons from it, sort of, Analogical, that is, by analogy and comparison, biblical theological lessons with application for the present day. That is the situation that he's addressing in Galatia. So verse 22 of Galatians chapter 4, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now, this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants, one from Mount Sinai bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. You can pause there in this discourse that the apostle paul gives that goes a little further in developing all of its points we are most uh, readers of the bible are familiar with the historical circumstances referring to god called abraham with a great promise that god would make him a great nation and at 70 when abraham leaves northern mesopotamia to come toward canaan he still hasn't had any children And as God calls him and he goes to the land that he would show him, he says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll multiply you. I'll bless those who bless you, etc. Abraham waits. He waits for decades still. No child has been born to him and Sarah. So somewhere along the way, Sarah, his wife, suggests that maybe Abraham should help the situation So perhaps on their sojourn to the land of Egypt and being expelled from the court of Pharaoh later who had taken Sarah into the palace and was warned by God and he had to let her go back to Abraham and send them away with great gifts. Perhaps at that time, Abraham and Sarah had acquired, among other things, a servant from Egypt whose name was Hagar. She was Sarah's own servant. So Sarah uh, proposes to her husband that uh, she should have a child uh, born to her through Hagar. This is, in fact, the first historical incident we read of surrogate pregnancy or surrogate motherhood. Sarah wanted her servant Hagar to conceive on her behalf to bear a child for her. The child would be considered Sarah's child, even though it is conceived through the union of Abraham and Hagar for the benefit of Sarah. So this was the plan. Abraham is directed by his wife Sarah to temporarily take her servant Hagar as a wife for the purpose of conception so that a child would be conceived and born for Sarah. So this is plainly written, spoken of in the book of Genesis as something that happened. So the child that was born through this union was Ishmael. Later on, when God appears to Abram, He promises him a son, and Abraham said, Oh, no, Lord, that is not necessary. Uh, Let Ishmael be before you. Uh, Abraham was saying, You don't need to go to extra trouble to give me a son through Sarah. We have kind of solved the problem ourselves. Uh, May you consider Ishmael to be my descendant and bless him. And God says, No, that's not what I had in mind. That's not my plan. Year from now, you will have a son. And you will have a son through Sarah. That was my plan and purpose all along. So Abraham had not waited. He had carried out his own plan and works and obtained a descendant in this way. But that was not the one that God had intended for him. So it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. So at the, the promised time, uh, Sarah does conceive by way of a miracle and she gives birth to a son. Miracle simply in the sense that they had both advanced in age and yet uh, God was able to enable her to conceive normally uh, a child for Abraham. So we have two mothers and two sons born to the same father. Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman, one by a free woman. And the Apostle Paul here wants to make an analogy. He wants to make an illustration and lay out a biblical theological principle. In God's program, natural descendants are distinct from the children of promise. Being naturally born in the line of Abraham does not does anybody any good. However, Turning to God in faith makes you an heir to the promises of God because now you have come into a relationship with the living God himself. And at the physical level, this is sort of illustrated by the two examples of Ishmael and Isaac. Ishmael is now one who is born naturally. And Isaac, in fact, is born through a special intervention of God that allowed Abraham and Sarah To have a child. So one is born through a slave woman, one by a free woman. The one born of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. So by the flesh here means they were both conceived naturally. However being born according to the flesh means that it was a natural process also by Abraham and Sarah's calculation and design. The Isaac, the son Isaac, on the other hand, was one that was particularly promised by God. The original promise to Abraham, for him to multiply and to become an heir of many things that God had promised him, would have its fulfillment through Isaac. Isaac was the heir. Isaac was the promised one. Yet they were both natural descendants. The Apostle Paul wants to make a great illustration out of this that these two stand for two different ways of looking at our relationship with God. One stands for what is external, what is our own effort, what is in short the approach of religion. The other one speaks about promise, power, and the work of God. These then stand for as he will develop two covenants, the old covenant, which God entered into with an earthly people, people by virtue of their natural descent, being in the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and a new covenant, which is predicated on the transformation of the heart. What is necessary and important is really the transformation of the heart, the new life, and the new covenant, For this, Ishmael and Isaac stand as models or representative, one of the flesh, the works of the law are the works of the flesh. The other is the work of the Spirit. The other one is a promise, coming to Christ and by faith being changed is the authentic stuff of a relationship with God. That is what we should go after. And this analogy will be developed more as we read uh, but the, the the contrast is our own efforts versus the gift of God. Isaac was the gift of God. Ishmael was through natural effort to fill a gap. Our relationship to God should be based on the genuine power of God that comes to work in our life through the operation of the Spirit when we place our faith in Christ. The gospel is the power of salvation to everyone who comes to God through Christ. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.